Merry Christmas, everyone. It is officially December. Um, my name is Nathan. I'm here with my co-host. Colin. And, oh, 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 oh. Nice. Yeah, nice that was good. Reference. Nice yeah. reference to what we're watching today. Totally. And you're listening to Network Special, the podcast where we talk about the golden age of television specials. Um, back in the day, you used to have to <laughs> tune in to your favorite channel <laughs> to see a scheduled show that might not air again. Um, but these days... You can watch these things again and again through the magic of the internet, and that's why we are able to watch these things and talk about them to you. Yeah. Good job on that. I noticed some key differences in the way you did that uh, versus how you have normally done it. And I think it's just great. You're shaking things up, keeping it fresh. Love it. Love it. Yeah, normally I uh, just don't do it. I just don't do it. (laughs) This time I actually did it okay. Yeah, you got right to it. You didn't say appointment television. Usually, you say that, but I yeah. like the the new direction. It's it's that was solid. What did I say instead? I don't remember. Okay, I just well, remember. I that guess you I'll never say, say it again. You should remember that you didn't say appointment television. The golden age of appointment television. That's oh, what did I say? I said the golden age of television specials. Television specials. That yeah, something something. Yeah, and you sounded surprised by the things you yourself were saying. During it, so it had a different vibe to it. I'm often Never surprised. Doing like that again. <laughs> I'm often surprised by the things I say. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> do you, who's, who do you think is more surprised when you talk, you or the people that are listening to you? <laughs> That's a great question. It is. Um, but I would have to go with probably the people who hear me. Yeah, I would agree. As one of those people, I I would agree. I bet and you're you hear, more surprised by what you say than I am. And you hear me at least once a week. <laughs> at least. At least. I hear you in my nightmares <laughs> yeah. talking to me about mm-hmm. all your grand ideas for what we should watch on this this uh, podcast. And they are grand. And <clears throat> this one we are watching this week is, uh, I'll say, less than grand. Hey, come on. Don't, don't uh, badmouth the goots. He's... He's bringing it still. Okay, so that was a little clue. But before we get into that, let me ask you, how was your Thanksgiving feast? Uh, It was. Did you feast? Did you feast? I feasted several times with very little. um, That's a very intermittent periods in between them. And you have to be very careful about how you say what you just said. Why? Uh, What did it sound like? I was gonna say. Well, I'm just saying, if you don't say feasted correctly, it could sound like you're saying that you did something completely different. Like what? Today, This week's show now you're is... Gonna, um, I, I, I'm not trying to get you to say it for effect. <laughs> I literally don't know what you're talking about. Hold on. I'm playing it back in my... I feast... I be, I beast? 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 Is it beast? A bestiality? What are we doing here? All right. Um, it doesn't matter. We'll talk about yeah. it. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out in post. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We our my Thanksgiving was okay. It was good. I had chicken and dumplings. Do you guys do 
something different or do you just do turkey no it's it's the it's typically the same kind of like no matter who i'm with what group of people i'm with my family my wife's family my wife's extended family it's it's always like the exact same things it's like jelly beans popcorn pretzels jelly beans popcorn steakums um, steakums yeah is there a turkey steakum now what's that do they have a turkey steakum now uh they do it's it's delectable that's fantastic when's the last time you had a steakum in real in real life it's been a long time a long time and they still make steakum they still make them i think yeah my brother was a steakum fanatic when i was a kid (laughs) he was a steakum stan he was (laughs) exactly yes he was that's exactly what he was and uh i I bet he hasn't had one in decades either but it almost feels like i should have one and report back like what is a steakum it's just like razor thin sheets of compressed congealed. Does it come with it's, bread it's like or anything? It's like a Philly cheesesteak, basically. Like if you go to any Philly cheesesteak restaurant and they throw the stuff on the. Yeah, on the, I, I know that. what that looks like. Sheets but, of bad meat. And do they do they give you any bread or anything, or you're just no, like oh just here's like, the steak? No, they're just like frozen. They're frozen. Just frozen sheets of meat. <laughs> So frozen meat sheets. And when I was a kid, I would eat them with mu- like yellow mustard, which when I think about that now, it just turns my stomach. It's like a you wouldn't put thought. it on bread or anything. No, never, never. This is weird. Yeah. Like so. So you would okay. So uh, you, let, let, let's just set this st- scene. Okay. So you come home from school. It's like three thirty or something, or three o'clock, and you're like. Oh man, I'm so hungry. And you go to the fridge, and you're like, "Oh, like they got, we got YooHoo, we got Sunny, <laughs> we got Sunny, sunny D." I was gonna say, is this a Sunny got, D commercial? Purple yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got the purple stuff, <laughs> and you got pizza bagels in the freezer. Oh god, Totinos got, or whatever. Yeah, Totinos. You know, you got the rolls and and the normal pizzas, and you say no, I'm gonna. Much. Yeah, you, much you credit. We never had that much food in our house. So you go kid. in and you're like, no, I, you, you like move the boxes. You get to the bottom of the freezer, although it was probably on the, you know, the. Oh, they didn't yeah, make it to the bottom. Uh, they were frequent movers. Yeah. So, so they, then you yeah. then you get down and then you're like, oh, look, there it is. And it's like shining like. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. It would float and have a halo. And, yes. <laughs> And and there's the steakums and 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 you pull them out. You open up the box. You get the sheets. And what do you do? You get a griddle out. You start griddling like you're at freaking the Great Steak and Fry Company. That's what I was just <laughs> as you were starting to talk about that. I was starting to think like, how did we make them? I can't remember if we. I guess we made them in like a frying pan. I think I was trying to remember. You're like, like a did Charlie's, we, like, did like we a Charlie's these or what? I think we just made them on like a. Like a yeah, like a frying pan. Do you have like two spatulas and you're like snapping <laughs> them apart like they do there? You're like, oh, you want a mayonnaise on this? No. Like, what I, are you I, doing? I, I don't know. You would just like. I can't remember if my brother ate them on bread. I just there's know no I way. I just ate them on a bed of yellow mustard. There's yellow no way. Mustard. <laughs> there's no way that you freaking got a frying pan out. You put these in the freaking microwave. No, I don't think we did. I think we made them in a. I'm pretty sure we made them in a like a. Yeah, like a burger, like skillet thingy. And we didn't have yeah. we didn't have a, a Benny Hanna griddle in our house or anything, so we weren't making them on that. But okay. I don't think I microwaved them. I think that's disrespectful to the steakum. You guys and, didn't have a hibachi. We did not. Not okay. in that house. In a later house, yes, we had several. But and we yeah, had we a, had we had, our table chef. was 
Our table was a hibachi, and my mom would cook that way for us every night. Oh, is that true? She would pour she would pour soy sauce on stuff and say Coca Cola, and she would make onion she volcanoes. Would, and yeah, all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every night. This is interesting that we're talking about this, and this was not pre-planned, but I. That's I what could, you think. I could I go this whole thing. I, if you plan it, it's like a master stroke of uh, like puppeteering because I didn't know about it. But I literally this week I happened to be on the Wikipedia. And it sounds like a lie, but on the Wikipedia page of the guy that. Uh, created Benihana, okay. and he had a like a really interesting life. It sounds like just from his Wikipedia page, and just and to, the reason I was on it is I work with a guy that is from a town in New Jersey. I won't go into it, called Tenafly, and he, this guy always talks about Tenafly, and I was like, I've never heard of Tenafly. So I was like in a um, moment of pure boredom, like I was trying to like find something to make fun of about Tenafly. So I can I, was on I the can Wikipedia relate. Page. And I can relate to this moment of pure boredom. It's, yeah, because it's <laughs> happening to you right this second. You just hang tight. There's a big payoff. <laughs> I, I, I want to spend this whole time yeah. talking about the guy who invented Benny Hanna because he, like his his Wikipedia page is fascinating. Can I? Okay. I'm gonna read uh, one sentence to you. I want one. Yeah, I would just want one detail. That's it. I'm gonna read one sentence to you from his Wikipedia page. All right. Okay. Okay. So, because um, I ended up emailing or t- texting with the guy, this guy I work with about this. His Wikipedia page has a bunch of interesting stuff. He has a section on insider trading on there that he committed. He has a section. There's one section on his Wikipedia page called Lawsuit Against His Children. That's one <laughs> okay. of the sections. But then when they're talking about what he killed him, this is a sentence from his uh, Wikipedia page. His hepatitis was reportedly the result of a blood transfusion after a 1979 speedboat crash under the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm like, Whoa. holy shit, that guy had a great life. I mean, I he, mean, yeah. he had Benihana food often, and he had a, uh, <laughs> a speedboat, and, and he crashed in under the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, that's enough. Why is there not a biopic about this guy? Um, well, I'll reach out to Scorsese and see if he's interested. There's also a section where it talks about when he uh, qualified for the Olympics one year and then just didn't compete in it. Anyway, that's that is a freaking power move. I know. Like, <laughs> what the hell? That's like freaking like this guy. That's like if at the end of that movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg, he quit the team. <laughs> the, the Vince, the Vince Papali movie. <laughs> Yeah, he just like, uh, or like, like, yeah, he just quits the team. He's just like, yeah, thanks. They're like, you made it, and he's like, fuck this, and he just walks out. He just throws I'm their jersey go start back at Benny, him. I'm gonna go start Benny on us. <laughs> start me at a bocce restaurant. God bless him. Anyway, um, so the thing we watched today, let's talk about it. Um, nah. here's the thing. Let, let's let's both kind of lay out what's happening here. And I I think honesty and transparency is really important to our listeners and mm-hmm. to our listener. Listener, I was going to say. Uh, classic, classic podcast joke. Um, and th- I think they would be uh, – it would be detrimental if they didn't know that we both watched this special like, I don't know, three weeks ago. Oh, it wasn't and that long ago. It felt that way. It felt like three weeks watching it. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, I think we both forget everything that happened in it. But guess what? We're still going to talk about this dumb thing. How is that for a power move? That's pretty good. That's Thank pretty you. good. I don't. I don't forget everything that happened in it. I want to. I've tried as hard as I could to block it out. I think I feel I bad getting half I, of it. I feel bad getting on um, episodes of this and trashing the the the. the, the the movie again but this one is is not good and then i had the added um you know uh burden of i had to watch the first one so you and zachariah whenever that was i don't know if it was last year the year before did a, a an episode on the first movie in this series which was called single santa seeks wife or seeks Miss- single santa sinking seeking mrs, mrs. Claus. Claus. Yeah. yeah um so i had to watch that before I watched this one. I mean, I guess I didn't have to, but I did. Um, so I had to watch, like, twice as much of this malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> this ballyhoo. I, every every person who joins this podcast, I it's kind of like a hazing. I make them watch a Steve Gutenberg Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, like, watch this. It's so good. It's the ultimate, uh, you know, prank that you're playing on me. <laughs> so, so yeah. So like he said, this is a sequel to the first one, single Santa seeking Mrs. Claus, where he, um, Steve Gutenberg plays uh, the Santa's son, and Santa is retiring, so Steve Gutenberg's going to take over, but he has to get married first. If he doesn't get married, if there's no Mrs. Claus, then there is no Christmas. And they so, really lay that on thick in this second one. Like they don't. Oh yeah. I mean, in the first one, it's like, hey, he needs to get married because Mrs. Claus. There just needs to be a Mrs. Claus. In this one, it's like, if you're not married by Christmas this year, like Christmas is gonna explode and everybody's house is gonna like be on fire. Like it's it's. I mean, they really ramp up the uh, the the burning platform in this one. Like it well, has to happen. And this is one of those movies where like the storyline like nothing makes sense like nothing (laughs) like none of it makes sense to as to why there has to be these crazy rules but if they don't have them then the movie's like a minute long right so like there's a million rules where it's like oh why don't you just do this and that'll save christmas it's like no the magic says that if you go this way on this day and not then then you can't do this so it's like there's like so many complicated rules i'm sure as the screenwriter that is nice because you're just like i just (laughs) write myself in in any direction i have to to make it work but the the biggest thing is like there's no rule saying they have to have a specific kind of wedding so the whole entire movie i'm like just go to the freaking judge at down the court you know the closest judge and have them marry you and they even yes. mentioned that at one point in this, like, hey, why don't we just do this? And then they quickly, like, go, like, no, we're not going to do that. And we have to have a, like, a big actual wedding. I'm like, no, you don't, actually. There's no rule that is made up in this this movie saying you have to have a specific kind of wedding. No. It's just, this is... Any rational person would be like, okay, we're just going to go do this and then, you know, move on with our lives. Well, even, even like, like you said, like, even in the movie... There's no mad like there's tons of magic rules like she can't go to the North Pole yeah. until she's married. She can't like make any Miss Claus decisions until she's married. Any of this stuff, but this one 
but you're right. There is no rule. They could just go get freaking married through some guy who got his thing through the spaghetti, you know, <laughs> Jesus, uh, <laughs> reverend dot com or whatever. Like, hey, I, as, as a person that has my spaghetti Jesus reverend dot com <laughs> credentials, I, I re, you know, I resent that. But um, he could have. They could have just done whatever to save Christmas. Instead, they're like, nah. Like, no, we're going to make it as painful as possible. And they do, because they go and they have her mom, who's just this horrific person. Uh, for some reason, they hand off, like, all the responsibility of the wedding to her. And, and they're so like, like, right, the worst person in the world. And th- and then they're also, they're like, um, th- like, he can do magic. Like, Santa can do magic. but And you're like, oh, why doesn't he just do magic? To-? And they're like... Like, as soon as you have that thought, some character shows up and is like, no, he can't do magic for himself. Yeah. It's like, like can't gosh. do magic on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yes. And that's you're what just like, like, what the hell? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. So, and then, the, so then there's this like, just, I, the, this is another trope I hate where it's like, someone like says their mom can plan a wedding or whatever. And it's like. And then the mom makes like a million bad decisions and like no one says no. Yeah. No one says like, mom, this is my wedding. I'm going to do this. They're it, just it, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It is, it, they, yeah. They act like the only thing we can do is like get her mom involved and her mom. She's like estranged from her mom kind of like she hasn't like she hasn't seen her in years and doesn't really talk to her because. You know, her mom's She's like a real screw. Her mom's uh, yeah. Her mom's kind of a, just an asshole, like a rich, stereotypical like rich snobby, uptight person, like the person that you see in this movie, and you're like, oh, she'll be redeemed by the end, I bet, and she'll just like see the error of her ways, which is what happens. Spoiler yeah. alert. But um, <laughs> if anybody out there is gonna watch this, uh, yeah. So it's it's but and her mom does some messed up stuff too, like. Her mom like brings. Her mom doesn't know that uh, her daughter is marrying Santa Claus. That's the other thing they won't freaking tell anyone. They can't tell her because her mom's yeah, just kind of like a yeah, just believe or something. Yeah, it's that whole like it's an adult that doesn't believe in Santa Claus um, thing, which doesn't make any sense. So the whole thing is like they have to hide it from her. And then, what is what's Gutenberg's Santa? Oh, his name's Nick. Sorry, I should know this because he's Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> his parents show up, who are the recently, you know, the retired. people that were recently Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, and they've retired and and they, but they look still like Santa Claus. He still has a big white beard, and he still wears all red, and he's like all fat and jolly. Like, it's you would horrible. He's never think a he's, You would never think he's anything but he's Santa got, Claus if you saw him in real life. He has a square stomach. And, like, yeah. They, they, they had no budget for the thing. <laughs> By the way, I just, I've now seen a, a discrepancy. So, so there's the thing like, like, oh, Santa can't do magic for himself kind of thing or whatever. Uh-huh. Well, that's not true because Santa's, his dad is freaking cheating at golf by making the golf ball go back into the hole when he passes it. Well, don't they, he and his current Santa and former Santa are golfing together, right? Yeah. I thought oh, they yeah. did it for each other. I thought no. he, he like made his dad's no, no, ball no. go in and he, his the dad opposite. made his go in. 
No, the opposite. He Santa's ball goes past it. He he snaps and it goes back, and then Steve Gutenberg snaps and it goes out, and they kind of go back and forth, and it's a real cute moment. That is cute. <laughs> you would, you would not expect a film like this, which is probably you know just days away from being recognized by the American Film Institute as one of the <laughs> all-time great. You wouldn't expect it to have leaky plot holes like that. No. So it's, it's, I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear about that. I, I want to talk about the music of this movie because it's nonstop. It yeah. doesn't... There's yes. not a second without music. It never... It, it never stops. It's amazing. When I noticed and, that that was happening, I started getting really irritated because I'm like... Yeah. It's just like the cheapest way to like build like feeling, I guess, or, or and it's, something. And it's a freaking... like. It's just one keyboard that this guy's like, whoever made this music is just changing the, you know, he's hitting like, oh, three, two, one. And it's like grand piano. And then it's like uh, number seven, three, four is trumpet. <laughs> and it sounds like it, too. It's like everything's like. And it's that through the entire movie. We should we should loop what you just did and lay it over this entire podcast episode and see if people get pissed. And we're talking about steakums and it's just going. Um, Yeah, it's 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 very weird. I don't know that I've ever watched something like that. That it's just like the music is never. Usually, it's like the music is playing. Under softly under like a sentimental moment or like as like you know something like in a transition to tie one scene to the next or something. All all of these Christmas movies are that way. My my family's my wife and daughter are junkies. Why why are they like that? Is it just a cheap? Why are my wife and daughter like that? Why are your wife and daughter like that? Let's (laughs) screw this movie. Let's talk about why now. Yeah, because those movies they're not like the reason why the movies are like that is because they don't there's nothing to them like if you took out that swelling music it would be even less emotionally effective for any kind of you know person of normal intelligence yeah it's just this like cloy <laughs> so you have like, to have that cheap thing yeah but it's annoying once you notice it and and you can't stop noticing it when you're watching it it's like it, it's kind of grating yeah it's, it's this is like you know the scenes in this movie are it, it's like the it's like the first one where the scenes don't seem to like um <laughs> hold on I just <laughs> I'm watching this scene and this kid's making a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich or whatever and the music behind him is like I don't even remember that part why is he making that sandwich it, it it has nothing to do with what's going on. Like there there's a phone call happening, and instead of just like switching between the two people talking on the phone, they're like showing uh, Steve Gutenberg looking at his new his future wife's son make a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich and smiling, and it and then there's no reference to it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the, oh for those who God. don't know. Uh, whenever the Santas laugh. They always go, ho, 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 
Okay, Unbelievable. So the, one of the things that's really interesting, or interesting, odd, or whatever, uh, about this movie is he's... Okay, Santa Claus is... It's like a few days until Christmas, so he's obviously... Uh, in, in this version of Santa Claus, Santa has to, like, decide everything. Like, his elves make yeah. toys and all that stuff, and he's got his little sidekick that runs stuff. But, like, they're paralyzed with inaction anytime he's not around to, like, say, like, hey, give the this kid this train set instead of this basketball. Like, he has to it's decide everything for every kid in the world. So There's the no, whole movie, he's like trying to meet his future mother-in-law and plan his wedding, and and he keeps having to leave every other and, scene. And there's no like, there's no one back there. There's no project manager or anything. It's like, right. like Santa <laughs> and Mrs. Claus, like they come up with every detail ever. And that's a big plot point here, where like she has to make a decision um, about an about some toy for a boy who, or for someone who. I don't know. Like that's part of her thing, and and, and part of the Isn't magic. Is it like a kid whose house burned down or something? Yeah, and part of the magic of being one of the clauses is that you just automatically know what someone would want, and so she can't get it right away, and so she is like, "Oh, I can't be Miss Claus," um, and then that's it. Like, like then it's like, "Oh, Christmas is over because this." dummy doesn't realize like it takes time to learn a job right <laughs> you gotta on you gotta go through onboarding you gotta go yeah. through you know train i mean th- th- uh, surely they have a big hr department at this insane christmas operation i mean maybe but anytime we see, <laughs> maybe anytime we see it it's just like one fake looking room and santa claus Steve Gutenberg, Santa Claus, and his, like, little sidekick guy that, uh, I guess is, like, kind of his, like, assistant, sort of, or his secretary, I don't know. And then it's, like, like nine, it's, like, nine, like, elves, at the most, a handful of elves, uh, working on one table, and then that's, that's kind of all you ever see, so I don't see the HR reps. It's interesting, because he's, like, the big kahuna, but, yeah, he has to, like, sign off on everything, like, they're, like, here's the naughty list for Botswana and he has to look over it and sign it. Here's the naughty list for Switzerland. <laughs> look, I'm exaggerating there because they don't, they don't go country by country but they might as well because they're bringing him like lists to look over and uh, decisions about every little minute thing. It's so ridiculous. So The thing that's annoying uh, or the thing that uh, about Christmas movies that I've talked about this before but like that annoys me more than anything is that people are always getting mad at adults who don't believe in Christmas. Right. And especially parents. And what I don't understand is when you do ultimately end up believing in Christmas, do you then stop going Christmas shopping for your kids? Yeah, it's like... If if we're agreeing that Santa Claus exists, then uh, that means he's been bringing presents to your house. Like, where do people think that those were coming from if they didn't believe? Th- th- that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how it works. Oh, it's here's al- another scene. It's almost uh, like a logical, like, uh, it just doesn't make sense. And, and every Christmas movie has, like, 
even ones that I really like, I love the movie Elf, but that whole thing, there's a lot of that in there too, where it's like, oh, he doesn't believe and uh, we're losing Christmas spirit because people have stopped believing. So we have to make them, you know, believe again and sing songs like the end part of it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, um, I don't think there's a way around that, honestly, because you just the have logic, to. So, like, I would love to, and maybe someone has done this, but I would love to see a movie where they address that aspect of it. Like, do parents, is it just like you just don't, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> and this other scene's coming up where, so they're making Christmas cookies or something. And, oh no, the, the maid, the mother's maid is making Christmas cookies. And so Santa Claus, the new, the new Santa, comes in there with his new son and they're just he just starts blasting whipped cream at them all <laughs> like yes. whipped cream fight right and th- and and then like like there's like icing and whipped cream like all over the freaking oh the desserts. place is like des- yeah trashed like it's it's completely destroyed and then the mother comes in the mother of mrs Cl- the new mrs claus and she's really upset and like I get the feeling that we're supposed to be mad at the mom for being so upset because <laughs> she's like you just ransacked my entire house. Like she's she doesn't have Christmas spirit because she doesn't want all the desserts to have like whipped cream and icing draped all over them for these stupid <laughs> people. And now they're like f- having a flower fight over the desserts. I'm like, like what? Like no, I'm mad at the freaking irresponsible Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Santa? Yeah, I mean, try to have fun, great, but like, when did Santa stop having you know manners? He's, he comes yeah, into he's on everybody's the naughty house. List. He comes into everybody's house every year. You'd think he'd figure out how to behave with some decorum, you know, and not trash just, the place. He just made this kid go on the freaking naughty list. Yeah, he's his own kid, and he has to sign the list. Yeah, Santa has to sign it saying, "Yes, my son is on the list, the naughty list." Right. So, can, <laughs> can I bring up one other thing that I thought was really? Uh, just like shitty is like basically I'm going to use a term that I've uh, seen the kids use in comment sections on the internet. Um, this, so, okay, Santa's fiance, who's played by Crystal Crystal Bernard. Uh-huh. From uh, Wings. Who was yeah. in Wings and nothing else ever. Um, uh, yeah, Except sure. the first one of these movies. I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything else. Her oh, mom yeah. is like meeting her, her future son-in-law for the first time and she invites another guy over to the house to like try to get with her daughter she basically cuck, yes. she basically tries to cuck Santa Claus and <laughs> <laughs> that's the word I was going to use that was like from the it. interwebs um, it's so weird like she invites this guy over and he's all like the picture of like stereotypical smarmy rich white guy he he the only thing he's missing is, like, a sweater wrapped around his neck and tied in a knot, um, like you would see in, like, you know, an 80s movie. But he's, like, fully, like, hitting on her while Santa Claus is just sitting there watching it happen. It's it's so weird. It's, he totally, it's, he is, to, to, Santa is a total cuck. <laughs> you're, you're Santa no cuck. Yeah. Um, let's just, like, I'm happy with this episode being, like, not, like, an hour long because this show sucked. 
<laughs> I guess we, we, we skip straight to the should you watch it or should you watch should you not watch it part there. I just like it, it's worse than it's worse than the first one. At least the first it one is. had like really some is. like really bad scenes we you could kind of like joke about and make fun of. This one has like nothing in it. It's just a big nothing. Burger. Yeah, it's the first one like the basketball scene in the first one where he's Gutenberg's trying to teach the kid how to play basketball and how to use like rhythm <laughs> or classic. whatever. And he's like, that's a classic bump, 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 And he's like bouncing the ball, not in rhythm at all. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, made that one funny. And it felt like there was some different things going on. This, it, it really feels like the same thing happening over and over and over just until the end. It's so it bad. Sucks. Um, yeah, it's bad. Um, and this, this one, is this the one that I was looking at? Now I got to look this up. Like the person that wrote this, maybe I'm, maybe I'm confusing this with another, another thing that we watched. So I got to look this up, but I think the person that wrote this is like somewhat accomplished as a, um, Pamela Wallace. Yeah, so look at her real quick. Like I, I think she wrote uh, witness. She, yeah, she, she wrote won. Witness. An, she won an Oscar, didn't she? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if she won an Oscar or not, but it's she did uh, write the movie. Yeah, witness. she she won an Oscar for co-writing the screenplay for the movie Witness. She wrote it with her, uh, I think her husband, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so that's a that's a crazy upset right there because you would never watch this and go. I've been an Oscar-winning screenwriter wrote this. <laughs> it's just... She wrote the first one, too. Oh, she did? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it, it makes me want to like understand what her career trajectory has been like. Has okay, it here been it is. nothing but this kind of direct since like, she wrote an Oscar-winning movie? Okay, so she won... She, she, okay, so first thing she does, 1976, she writes one episode of Serpico. Nice. Next thing she does, the story... For Witness, 1985. So she wrote the story. She wrote the story and somebody else wrote this, like the actual like screenplay. Yeah. But she still gets screenwriting credit for that. Right. And then and it she looks still like got an Oscar. she's... And then it looks like she's written three novels that became TV specials. Nice. We should watch and those. And so it might, maybe she's like a novelist uh, who they option her movies. Well, I think that they have... Didn't she write it... Uh, Witness, didn't she write it with her husband or some somebody like that? So I'm looking now. Um, and let's see who the direct, director is. Harvey Frost. Harvey Frost. Opening it up straight away. I'm seeing a screenshot of Candace Cameron Bure. Yeah, here we so go. So instantly... Look. <laughs> it, I looked on... Yes, Pamela Wallace is married to or was married... To a guy named Earl Wallace. It says, uh, who began his career in the 70s, writing episodes of the CBS Western series Gunsmoke, one of which inspired him, his wife Pamela, and some other guy to develop the screenplay for the 1985 film Witness. Okay. So, I, I don't know anything about Gunsmoke. I've never, I mean, I know it's, it's like very long running show. I've never seen it though. But, um, man, this guy who directed it, like, he does he's just doing like TV movies and like episodes of TV shows uh, he directs the new Adams Family TV show oh really uh, 
he directs. Uh, do you do you golf. have any interest in seeing that? Uh, the TV series. The like the new, the, the new one isn't it called Wednesday? Uh, not that, not that. I'm saying, no, a show called The New Adams Family. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying The New Adams Family show. No, this came out in. Um, uh, let's see, that came out in 1998. So oh, he's I have no doing in like that. TV shows, all kinds of stuff, and then he does. Uh, single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus, and then boom—it's Christmas City, <laughs> or it's like Hallmark movie. So he's city. like on a like a Hallmark retainer where they go. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, hey, we have another piece of shit for you, for you to fucking yeah. hate. And the rest. he did. Ne- he and did an episode. Give, I have to believe he, they go like, here it is, and you have four days to make it. Like, you have no time and no budget. Go make it. And we have some guy who was kind of famous in the 80s to star in it. He did an episode of the Friday the 13th, the series, um, which doesn't I've never heard really... Of f- it doesn't feature um, anyone from the Friday the 13th movies, I'm pretty sure. It's about these guys who own, like, an antique store, and they have to recover cursed antiques. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, are you serious? When was that a show? Uh, it's on Plex if you're, if you're interested. <laughs> I'm very interested. <laughs> I think it goes without uh, saying. Yeah. So uh, this movie ends the way you think it is. They get married and then Christmas is saved. Um, they well, they uh, don't first don't watch this movie, right? Yeah, don't watch it. No, it's not unless you're like. I got a major thing for Crystal Bernard. I got to see her, what she's up to. And there are people online like that. Are there? Well, uh, remember I sent you that site? Of that person. Oh, that's right. Like, you and the, Zachariah did a uh, thing in the first episode about a some, deep dive. some horrible hair website where she's... <laughs> that, yeah. Um, no, but no, I don't think there's any reason to watch it unless you're just like I, I. All I care about is Hallmark movies, and then I guess this would be. I don't know. You have to ask your wife because she's kind of our um, the the Hallmark or like the Christmas movie, you know, connoisseur that we've talked about. Like, does the she guru. think this is a good one, or does she, is it just like these are her favorite? But does she think they're good? Like, does she rank them and say, okay, I like all of these just because I like Christmas and I like whatever they're non-threatening or whatever. But, like, this one's actually good, and these other ones are actually not good, but I like them all. Like, what is there, like, a hierarchy in her opinion? I, I I don't think she's thinking about these critically at all. Okay. I think she that is just That probably makes it thinking, easier to, to, you know... Yeah, she's just going, oh, it's Christmas. I like Christmas. Here's a movie featuring Christmas. Hmm. Um, although she shares in your dislike of our... Of next week's episode, which we will talk about then. You boy. Uh, so I'm going to give this um, 10 Santa pillow stomachs out of a million. <laughs> and uh, what, what are you giving this? I'm going to give it one big fat ho ho horrible. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love that. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. On the, uh, tuning into that dial 93.2 our podcast network um and uh if you'd like to leave us a review you can at your favorite podcast site 
Five star reviews only. Check us out at NetworkSpecialPodcast.com for all of our stuff. Check us out on social media and so on. And uh, if you'd like to watch this movie, um, get the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, do that and Godspeed and enjoy it. Yeah. And as we say at the end of every episode, especially the shorter ones, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God, it just feels so so good every time you say it. All right. Bye. God bless.